and welcome in to the Empire Dynasty League podcast. Recording on the back of TNF, as I like to call it, Thursday Night Football. And joined as always, sitting next to me, Christopher Keane. How are you? Yeah, very good. It's a different uh, time slot for us, straight after TNF, if you don't mind. But uh, similar energy in the house. Odd, how are you going? It's Friday then. It's Saturday, Sunday. What? It's good, boys. Oh, Friday here, beers on. And uh, very happy to be recording. What do we got in stall? I thought you were going to go with a bit of Rebecca Black Friday. <laughs> Just then would have really kicked things off. Heaps, heaps in stall today. As I have to reach over to try and change. She love a reach over. She's a mess, actually. Have you seen her lately, Rebecca Black? Just side note <laughs> to start the pod. She's an absolute mess. Well, you know, we say it's taken us almost a couple of years at this podcast to get Rebecca Black references up and running. I didn't realise she's a mess. There you go. What a way to kick things off, though. But we'll kick off with some more important things in the world of NFL with some news. Every newsman in this city is laughing at us. And I don't like it. few trades went down this week. Some massive trades. Big blockbuster trades. I'll kick off with the first one where Jim and I swapped a 2024 fourth round for... Aikens? I don't even know his name. I actually don't know really much. Jordan Aikens. Jordan that was Aikens. a little spot fill, wasn't it? It was a spot fill. It was just... Who, I didn't, who you never even started? Never started him. I didn't know if uh, Kittle was coming off IR, so I needed a spot start. Hod, I tried to... Um, yes, you did. I was going to say, Hod's got, the, for a trade. Hod's got the tight end factory. You didn't... Uh, I know he's churned it's, a few it's a really, It was a real big slap in the face it to was. Big Mo Alley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know Big Cox likes a slap, but... That's what I was going for, really. Uh, Turkey. No, the problem for him was I would have made the trade for Cox if he wasn't playing the Thursday night game because I had Tyler Croft, is that his name, mm. as my fill-in with Hawkinson on the bye and uh, literally had no one to play and I wanted to wait a few days to see what would happen. So, anyway, let's, we're spending way too long on a piece of shit trade. <laughs> <laughs> Big turkey slap. Speaking of piece of shit trades, Jim got... Zacharias? Zacchaeus? Yeah. What is his name? It's David's brother. Yeah, David <laughs> Zacchaeus. Zacharakius. Well, I'll tell you what he did do. He got him fresh off a two-tuddy performance. I mean... Really liked what he saw and straight in. And uh, I think we'll get to a few more, Benny, but uh, Jake's clearly got a little bit of a, a strategy here. He's just uh, trying to sell off as many fringe pizzas, pizzas as he can. <laughs> and fringe pe- and pizzas. And pizzas, a couple of Hawaiians in there, maybe a... Something else. <laughs> this, this, this could be our new segment. What uh, what pizza is Olamide Zacchaeus? A little margarita, really. I don't even think he's that good. <laughs> yeah, it's Aussie. Yeah. It's garlic yeah, bread. Not popular. Anyway, you can see what he's doing. He's just trying to accumulate third, fourth seconds, if he can, yep. um, to blokes that he probably is going to drop off his roster by the end of next year. So, yep. a pretty smart play, actually. Cash just have another when they crack. have value, because another one he did was Jeremy McNichols for a 2022nd third. Getting, oh, I didn't even say before, but that's what he got for old Olamide. Mm. Olamide. Mm. Uh, so a couple of 2022nd thirds that he's gone for those bit time players. Um, so like you said, I think just trying to get value out of a player while he could. And speaking of trying to get value out of someone while while you can, uh, Hod, you pulled one off today uh, and you also did this trade with Camo. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, Robbie Anderson for my 2023rd, 2023 third. <laughs> For Camo's twenty twenty three seconds, so just talk us through the thinking there. Ah, uh, very similar to Jake. I think just cashing in whilst I can. I, I don't know what's going on with Robbie Anderson. I 
obviously was pretty blunt in my assessment on the chat the other day and um, sure enough, Camo comes biting. <laughs> so I didn't really expect that. But um, yeah, he obviously sees some value and I'm more than happy to get rid of him. So just a bit of a pick upgrade there in two years' time. Mm. Nice. And I think second rounders can be pretty valuable. So to look, I don't, as you said, the Anderson one's really fascinating this year. He's been one of the biggest uh, busts, bust downfalls, maybe to do with Darnold, maybe not. Um, Considering it's, how good he was at the start of the first half of last year, he was awesome. I'm not sure what his contract status is. He's 28. Um, so to move a, a third up to a second, I think is a pretty good result for you. And I don't know but, uh, I don't know if this was factored in, but he's the deep threat and Cam in his last year in New England kind of showed that he couldn't really throw a deep ball anymore. So I don't know if he's going to have well, much value this year. It's a good point because I wore, Cam and I have been on this for a couple of days and I didn't know how the Cam news would alter it um because i i counted this morning after the cam news but um it can't get any worse for robbie anderson i'm sure he'll bounce back in the second half of this year but um very excited about cam yeah absolutely well it gives you another option another trading option potentially to to trade off to a contender nearing the um, trade deadline which is at the end of the regular season um but i think for the the one for anderson it's clearly he's not going to be on your roster when Mm. you're competing again so it's yeah. a, it makes complete sense to get rid of him and that seems to be what uh is the trend for jake as well i know those two players even though they're not that old clearly the way he's building with his list he's not keen on having them there i just like the comparison to jake we're at similar levels i think oh <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of you hod we're uh, we're going to move on to the eliminator pool been a while since i've played that little diddly uh hod bit the dust talk, sure talk us through it what's there to talk about i i had to choose myself of uh at some stage um maybe went a bit earlier than the other boys i think uh there's been a common tactic to pick against me in most weeks yep. i think uh tim and papa have aligned in their thinking there and it's arguably a very good tactic so um yeah thought thought we'd do a lot better than what we did uh started like a house on fire with Wentz on tnf um we're up and about uh you'll hear about some real motivational speak speeches later um i delivered one of them and it just didn't last to the sunday football yeah it didn't didn't carry over uh obviously went down there but i can confirm the three remaining competitors we've got papa and the two McMahon brothers, we have the three of them have locked in their their eliminator picks. Only three teams left to choose from for each of them, and they're both focused on the same game. So oh. I can confirm there will be yes. an elimination this week. Which doesn't that make things a bit juicy? Uh, so we've got Papa and Thais locking in the Humdingers wow. for their first win of the season. Oh, so wouldn't yeah. that be large? Yeah, the boys. Who are they playing? They are playing the Gym City Stallions, who Timos has locked in there. So Timos with another chance. He was 0.3 points off a couple of weeks ago uh, locking this up and this competition. So he'll be sitting back hoping that the Humdingers don't get their first win of the season and he uh, takes away that sweet, sweaty... $100 cash. The dingers might haunt Timos for the second time in a matter of weeks. Get up, boys. Uh, is, this a, is this a case of nothing better to to pick? 
in terms of no offense, Hod, but yeah, oh, and nine and. Well, and Jim, Jim's been scoring okay, I reckon, in, in recent weeks. And certainly throughout the year, he's been pretty solid. So I'm not sure what the matchup looks like here. But uh, I would have thought that well, the Stallion's a favourite. Tim Tim will be hoping it gets wrapped up this week because his two remaining options are the DFF and the Dingers. Mm. So not strong options yeah, there so. left. Whereas Matt's got the Executioners and the Demons. So Demons, nice there. And Papa's got the DFF and the Stallions left if he gets through this week. So... We've got a situation where it's either over this week or uh, Papa and Matt go with those options left there and could be a situation where Papa picks the Stallions and they're playing the Demons who Matt has left. So we could have a head-to-head next week as well. We'll have to just wait and see. But let's move on now to the reviews. What was that? I heard something, then I saw something. You didn't hear anything, man. Kick it off hard. No, I will because I'm Oh, great. yeah, you're green. Yeah, yeah, I will. Okay. Oh, um, that's okay. Look, we've we had the Jim City Stallions one thirty one knocking off the DDF or the DFF eighty four points. A bit of a shellacking in the end. Uh, this is large for a bloke who I mean DFF gives it to uh, Owen. <laughs> he gives it to lots of people apparently, but yeah. uh, Owen he calls him Owen. Uh, he calls him Ashton because of that seventies show. He puts up seventies every week apparently, and uh, yeah, just got absolutely spanked. Well, that's right, and. It's a sneaky big result here for Gemma. We'll get to it uh, towards the end of the pod, but it puts him in the mix for the playoffs. It might not seem like he's in the mix, but within his division, he draws pretty close to Camo on points, so that kind of tiebreaker situation um, will help him. And he's he's really only a couple of wins away from the division lead, but also pretty close in the overall points lead. As I said, he's been scoring okay. I Not many people probably would have been tuned into this matchup. It was over pretty quickly, I reckon. But I was glued to this matchup with the Rams game remaining. Off the back of the DFF was remarkably close to producing an Ashton against Jimmer. He was teetering he was teetering on something in the seventies for a long, long, long time until a little bit of late junk from uh, Robbie Woods. Robbie Woods, yeah. it was, yep. And he broke that eighty barrier, got up to eighty four in the end, but gee whiz, I would have been so excited to uh Fire off something in the group chat if he got a 70 burger against Jim. Gee whiz, I'd love to get an 84. Wouldn't that be, <laughs> be large? Yeah. Oh, well. Maybe next week uh, or this week. Even. This week. Uh, a few points from our uh, our listeners here and our, our league members. So we appreciate them filling in the form and, and getting that back to us. But from Jim's point of view, great win by the Stallions. Uh, he thought it was going to be a bit of a, a tighter contest, especially given the factory's poster children... Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney both had very nice games for the Bears, but then he realised that the DFF is building, bro. So, of course, Waddle was still sitting on the taxi squad. A bit of Waddle watch there from Jim. Uh, and Komet and Mooney didn't even get the start. I don't think they've had a start all year, which is stiff, pretty staggering given how much he loves them. Um, and Jim's final point, my first round picks really inhibited my chance of winning this week. Suck shit, DFF. Ashton beats EDL Ashton. <laughs> Fair enough. Nice. Um, How do you think that uh, conversation goes down with his two favourite players on the weekly and just not getting a gig? What, what do you think he says to them? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. There's, There's got to be some sort of... Tension? Yeah, I, I think mm. it's, a, it's a future play. I think Jim's nailed it, really. I, I think it's a... He doesn't want... He doesn't want to win. <laughs> he doesn't want to win, I don't think. Waddle went... Waddle played really well again tonight. We've just finished watching that Miami-Baltimore um, game. He was very, very good again. Mm. Um, he just just stays on the taxi, but it's all part of a 
the greater plan uh, in the DFF uh, for the future and, and not uh, nullifying those picks too much, I think. Yeah, I think the DFF's read many uh, GM books, many coaching books, and he, he just finished the chapter of treat him mean, keep him keen, and that's what he's doing with old Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney there. Just yeah. that tough love stance. Yeah. Tell you what else, speaking of tough, I actually looked at, um, given the recent news about Sam Darnold and Cam back in Carolina, I'll just jog your memory that the DFF took Sam Darnold one pick before Justin Herbert in the startup. <laughs> the DFF strikes again. And speaking of the DFF, uh, Steph's points here. He was very good on Saturday night. Uh, were you with him there, Hod? Or a few of the other boys were with him? He was on fire. I was with, yes, I was with a couple of them. He was on fire. And uh, he makes reference of that here. He said, see what happens when you put Cole Komet up for trade after seven spicy margaritas. You get a, you get a response from the big man. The most reception, most yards of his career, I reckon. Um, and that's why he's a great at the factory, he reckons. Uh, you'll never be traded. And then he finishes off his points saying, anyone want Cole Komet? So, <laughs> well, just on just on that. Amazing work. Didn't Camo put out a PSA about taking blokes off the trade block? And I don't think I've seen anyone come nah. off and more people have gone on since yeah, that. Just so, a piss come off. Sorry about that, Camo. Mm. We, uh, we will move on from the great man, Bouganides, uh, to the other great man, Camo, the San Diego Demons with a 98 taken out the dingers with a 77, that 70 show. And Camo here, he's, uh, look, there, there's a bromance building, boys. I tell you what, there's a, there's a huge respect between myself and Camo. That's why trades get done and healthy trades. A bit of Stockholm syndrome about this one. Is there? Mm. Wait and see. Mm. So, we'll uh, give you Camo's thoughts here. Number 12 in the power rankings, but number one on my rivalry list. Brody will win a game this season. Bank it. How good's that for a start? Uh, I wonder if there's any match fixing involved. I think I've got him the last round of the year, and we're very even on the projections right now. And who knows? that We could make 14 trades between the two of us by then. So we'll see. Big Jim is happy again, and he's a big danger in the division. Watch this space. There's a lot of uh, crystal ball about these uh, comments here from Leisure Suit Larry. And the last one, five players on IR and two on COVID. Can we increase the amount of IR slots, he reckons? A bit of league feedback to the commission from Camo in the form. Yeah, he loves it. Use it how you want, I guess. Any any thoughts? Are we increasing the slots? I just worry about your slots on your own time. I would have thought... Typically do. <laughs> I thought uh, two slots was enough. Jesus. Come on, Mace. Uh, and I'll read out my comments here. I like. I actually did these comments earlier in the week. I usually do them pretty fresh before this. but At this point, are they just your thoughts? Yeah. Um, <laughs> comments, thoughts, all of the above. Couple of strong showings from these two sides, QB1s. But not a lot more to be excited about. It was pretty slim pickings. The quarterbacks played well. The uh, aforementioned Herbert put up a nice 31 with Carson Wentz sitting number 10 on the year just quietly, the big red. And uh, Jerry Judy is building, bro. <laughs> That's what I, that was my thoughts two days ago. And uh, finally, the triple tight end stack didn't pay off for the dingers. Probably best to take it one tight end at a time. <laughs> I wasn't. Uh, now I wasn't. Sorry, I didn't tune in thoroughly to the uh, the demons and the dingers. This you week, didn't tune into the ninety eight to seventy seven. No, I didn't. That, that belter. But I didn't realize. Did you play three tight ends? Yeah, this the week? triple A. <laughs> 
triple oh, A. I can't even name him. I think it was Big Mo Ali. He, I thought he'd be motivated. Schultz I thought, yeah, Schultz always gets a gig, but Big Mo Ali slotted in there. Um, I thought he'd be motivated after um, the Park City Lions snubbed him. Snubbed him. And uh, I think the other one's Tom Sweeney. <laughs> Bit of Sweeney. Sweeney. Yeah, got and it. Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Got him in, and um, they shut the bed against the Jags. That was a. We'll actually sh- might talk about that well, later. The good news for you is I think you played your optimal lineup, so there wasn't heat. Oh. Heat more you could have done there. So, well so what could I have got? Maybe an eighty-three. <laughs> yeah, I reckon uh, seventy-seven was peak. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to a game that had a bit more scoring, but uh, the Park City Lions defeating OJ's legal team one thirty-five to ninety-seven, and for a game that was two teams tied for the record, playing off in the first divisional game. Didn't really prove to be a close game in the end. So Jake's thoughts here is the legal team couldn't come up with the right line of questioning. He's getting in on the puns now. Couldn't come up with the right line of questioning to get the most out of themselves and more importantly, find the holes in the Cubs. Hey, they're lions after that defeat. Shaky boy. Hopefully the team can do the prep work and turn things around before our next meeting which is in week 12, I just looked, so a bit to go down between now and then, but uh, who knows if you can turn things around then by then. Jake took one week too long to pull the trigger on some of my taxi squad, and he would be referring to Pat Fryer-Muth and Elijah Moore, who had very nice games. Did you guys see any of theirs? Yeah, no, they they both scored pretty well. Uh, I think looking back, Jake's actually done very nicely out of that rookie draft. I reckon yep. he, he got, uh, obviously, Frymuth, Moore, and uh, Stevenson. Stevenson, which all Stevenson. in the second round, is that right? Yeah, and um, I reckon he's nailed all three. Like I think they're, they're genuine um, players that he can have on his roster for a while, so he's so, done well. So you, you've got Ebron. No, I dropped him. You, you had him, though? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he, Frymuth hasn't been the primary target, even in the tight end room in Pittsburgh. What do you, where do you reckon he's sitting this year? With the t- in tight ends, I mean on the overall ranking, yeah, for tight ends, it's not hard to be in the top twelve of oh, a tight end ranking. I was going to say, I th- I know he's scored a lot. I reckon he's scored so four or five touchdowns, 12? and I know Pitts has scored one, and they're probably not that far apart. I'd say twelve. I'd say like eight or eight or nine. Frymer scored four touchdowns on the year. What's he sitting? Fifteen. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was higher. Just outside tight end one. He started slow, but. He's come on his last three games, uh, very, very healthy, 12, 14, 21. Nice. How many targets is he looking at a game? Seven, seven, six in the last three. Shit, that is actually very nice. Um, Yeah, and Elijah Moore, hopefully not an outlier for him, but also hard to tell because of the changing quarterback situation there. So with Matt White coming in this week, will he get as many targets or looks? We'll have to wait and see. His brother Mike is playing. Is it Mike White, is it? It is, yeah. There you go. The White Lotus. There you go. Matt White, Mike White. <laughs> He's only going to be relevant for one more week, Manny. Uh, so, yeah, Jake said that if he had brought those boys in one week earlier, could have shaken things up a little bit, which is true. Because I think his, his optimal lineup was actually decent this week, but he had two of those blokes on his taxi squad, so uh, wasn't realistically going to bring them in. And then he just finishes with Kittle back and Lamar dominating. I think it's still a two-horse race. Not the foregone conclusion I suggested last week. Although, after the Thursday night game, Lamar came back down to earth a little bit, scoring just 15. But still has been playing nice, and that Kittle comeback was very nice to see. Um, My thoughts here is just, it's a nice feeling to get my chub back, boys. (laughs) It's been a while. It's Mm. been about a month since I've uh, had a stiff chub. 
What do you uh, What do you do to get your chub back just out of interest? Oh, just give him a rest. Give him a lot of work. Um, <laughs> in the yard. <laughs> yep. Just plenty of runs on the board. Right um, yeah. So it's been about a month since he's had a dominant game. Obviously with the calf injuries, but still, he only had fourteen carries. He had about fifty six percent of snap count there and he still put up a 29 so it makes you wonder and I just want your thoughts because I think Keeney you've even mentioned this what type of running back do you reckon this guy would be if he had like a Derrick Henry style workload one of the best in the league I reckon seriously he's he's so good uh he's good to watch he's um yeah he's in a obviously a run first offense I think he'd be clearly RB1 or in the top three without question are we talking about the chub yeah yeah superstar um, Still is. And he's young. He's young. Just a very, uh, what's the word? Not like your typical NFL star either. He's very humble. Um, humble, modest, and just gets on with the business. I think he's only 25 as well, isn't he? So yep. hopefully a few more years of upside there. And without, um, what's his name? Who's the other bloke? Kareem Green. Hunt. At the moment, it's nice to see what he's capable of. But also just excited to see what Kittle can finally bring to the team um, after, obviously, a slow start to the year with his injuries and uh, got him now, hopefully, for the back half of the year. And if that's him on a limited snap count, I'm very excited to see what could happen if he's finally unleashed. And, yeah, like I said before, I've just my final point was Jake's future assets there with Elijah Moore and Pratt. Fo- Pratt, Pat Frymuth uh, having solid games. I think, I don't know about Elijah Moore might be a bit up and down this year, but I seriously reckon Pat Frymuth can finish this season as a top five mm. tight end. Like mm. he's getting that much use. Big Ben can't throw it down the field. Um, I just yep. think it's a perfect recipe for him. Yep. Uh, I think um, Benny Roth's uh, shown historically that he's been able to um, unlock a few tight ends in the past and they've got at least a pretty solid floor in that Pittsburgh Offense. I will say we could do like a little taxi squad watch or a taxi squad update because I know Jake has actually upgraded Frymuth and Elijah Moore onto his taxi squad. And also, of course, as we know, Timos upgrading well, Jordan Love yeah. onto his primary list as so, well. DFF, take note. Um, one thing I was going to say with that, it's actually hard to go back and check when they were on taxi squad because I happened to notice when Elijah Moore had his good game, I went and looked who had him. I thought Jake drafted him. Still sitting on the taxi. This week, he's elevated him. But then you go back to last week's scores and he's sitting on Jake's bench, not mm. in the taxi. So, you have to literally just be watching it yeah. each week to know when they've come off. So, DFF could do a sneaky yeah. little waddle well, off th- the taxi squad without saying anything. And I think we'll, we'll know be, when, yeah, uh, we'll waddle, paying when waddle Watch is uh, activated. But uh, anyway, let's move on to the, the next game. And we've got the Bayside Executioners 130 knocking off Johnny Unitas haircuts. It was a bit of a loser leaves town match, I reckon. So Scoot remains a slim, slim hope here. Before you dive into that, um, are we believing that Scoot has not listened to a minute of this for the whole year? Nah. Loves it. Well, I think we had a comment last week saying that for a bloke who hasn't listened to a minute, he still gets his notes in almost first. And he's the conveniently the only bloke who hasn't put his notes in this week, so... I don't know. Read into that what you will, Scoot, who's listening right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I also think, I mean, we could go back over it, but I reckon a lot of his notes correspond with some feedback on the podcast. I don't know. I, unless it's a huge coincidence, I think there's uh, some uh, cheeky listening here. Well, there's, there was the smoke screen. He put up the screenshots of 
everything on Apple Podcasts, yeah, I, I but there's a few different uh, streaming services. The old bean. Yeah, the pod bean. I know you love the bean. Uh, now, let's review this game. It ended up being pretty close in the end. 14 points separated the two. Manny's guy dropped his third game in a row, so three losses in a row for the haircuts. I think ever since we've kind of been allowed the COVID restrictions and you've actually been allowed to get a haircut, uh, he's really fallen away. Getting a bit scraggy at the minute. But um, not a heap from Scoot this week on the notes. So we'll move over to uh, Manny's thoughts here. And he said, let's be honest, no one really cared about the result of the sensible haircuts versus executioner's game. But to sum it up in one dot point, here it is. It was a game of two injuries. Mike White, he also called him Matt, but it's Mike. Mike White going down early and Chase Edmonds getting injured on the first <laughs> play. I called him Mike because he's... Probably. <laughs> First play leading to Connor going off to ultimately decide the game. So it was a bit of a double whammy there. Um, obviously, he doesn't have Edmonds, but the, that Edmonds injury was huge. And Connor scored three touchdowns, I reckon. So he put up 30-something. And um, off the back of that, the executioners really got it done. And and Mike White looked good on that opening drive. He, he led him down the field for a touchdown, and then that was it. Um, and I think we need to... Um, actually, we'll talk about Mike White in a sec, but... Um, Manny's second point, a lot of talk about these teams being irrelevant. Let's just remember that the Executioners and the Sensible Haircuts were both in the top five scoring teams for the week. That might surprise a few. Throw in the Park City Lions as well, and it's just another reminder of the dominance of the Bo Callahan division in this league. Despite three of the four teams openly rebuilding in year two, all four teams have positive career win-loss records. So I think he's taking a bit of a leaf out of Camo's book, really pumping up the Bo Callahan division. Um, and uh, probably reminding the league that they, they were definitely strong last year and they've, they've been pretty solid this year despite maybe a couple of teams that aren't in the race in terms of the power rankings. There's definitely some divisional packs forming mm. here. The, the Sunny Weaver Junior, we're tight. Um, SWJ. SWJ, we're, we're a tight unit there. We're coming, we're building. Um, obviously, Manny has his thoughts here, but... What about what about the big dog division? We don't hear much camaraderie there. It's very fierce competition. Yeah, mm. I, no, I think there's a there's a different level there. There's, oh, is uh, there? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's very lovey dovey in the other divisions. They're all it's all mates and happy days, and it's a weird time to do that given that we're playing each other for a for a uh, playoff spot. And I think the uh, Vontae Mac division are just getting down to business. So they understand that every game over the next six weeks will determine who actually goes to the playoffs, potentially. So, um, yeah, there's uh, not a lot of love lost for the Vontae Max. But, look, the final point from Manny here, and I think it's worth discussing. He says Mike White is the real deal. He likes what he sees. And I'm not... Doesn't like... I'm, I'm just saying... his name, though. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that. But I'm not saying I disagree with him here. I think Mike White has looked pretty good. He actually has... He's the, a second-year QB. You're Let's calling just, him Mike now. He is Mike White, isn't it? That's his name. Matt, what are you Matt, saying, Matt? No, well, oh, he just called go him Whitey. I'm so confused. Yeah, it's Whitey. the White Lotus. I, I reckon the White Lotus has looked good. He's a second-year QB, and there is a chance, even despite them uh, using pick two on, <laughs> on. You just love angling for these stories. Wilson on Zachary Wilson. Uh, th- there's a chance there's a QB battle here next year in the offseason. Now, with that in mind, can we just? focus our attention on the DFS roster and just see Zach Wilson, Sam Darnold, ex-gangrene QB, and Joe Flacco sitting there on his bench. It's absolute gangrose kind of areas <laughs> with three 
Jet slash former Jet QBs that aren't even getting a game. Is Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco QB3 and QB4 on the Jets? Why are they being owned by the DFF? Is he just stubborn that he spent 100 large on Joe Flacco? Does he think he's got Joe Namath in the, in the building? What? what? What on the Jets' offense in the last 10 years has given you any hope that they'll be good? Do you know what it reminds me of? Steph reminds me of, you know, when it's hard rubbish collection and you just see those fucking people wandering around the neighborhood. They pull up, they just, they sift through a pile and go, is there anything decent near? They'll pull out some fucking Ikea table, put it in the back of the car. That's Steph with QBs right now. He just thinks he's got something. Yeah, there's a TV that doesn't turn on. Steph will take it. Hang on, that's where he got his first WD-40 can from. That's where the whole lubricant started. But there's no doubt in my mind, if the DFF spent zero dollars on Joe Flacco and got him off waivers for nothing, he would have dropped him by now. But the fact that he spent a hundred large on him, he is too proud. After two weeks of Joe in the sweatpants and the 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 old hoodie just watching on the sidelines as uh, Mike White and Josh Johnson or Joe Johnson or whatever his name is. Joe playing. Smoking Joe. Smoking Joe. Uh there's there's something there's a bit of pride there for the DFF and he clearly doesn't want to drop him because the league will have an absolute field day. I think I think we all know that Joe Flacco's building, bro. That's where that's what he's waiting for. At 36. Anyway, that's enough talk about the gang gross of the DFF and his quarterback room. So we'll move on to what was a lackluster performance between two of the uh, powerhouses, we'll call them in this league, or two of the top. Uh, echelon teams the straight cash homies with a 102 pretty low for him and defeated papa's punishers with an 88 god wow that's um that's game gross game meet game i was gonna say for (laughs) we all know that he's invested in a lot of giants players if there was ever a team in a season that you were going to invest in it hasn't been a good recipe with the giants this year how many injuries have they had this year yeah, this year. They've been solid every other year. I, I can't remember a season where I've seen this many players injured from week to week. He's it's doing ridiculous. it again, Hod. He's just he's just tickling the pills of the Pappas Punishers again. It's, I cannot no, believe it's it. stiff luck. That's what that stiff, is. Stiff. I'll tell you what's stiff. Fair income. Ramondre? Hear that? What no way. It? Who is this? Not live on the pod. He's just heard of the gang gross. Oh, and he's calling through. DFF? I should I should have picked up. Oh, did you screen it? You should have put it on. I should speaker. have put it on. But he must have just. He gets the sense that women's intuition. <laughs> it's like a. Yeah, I was gonna say like a Batman calling. He just hears the name Joe Flacco. Oh, <laughs> gets a little tingle in his pills. Sensed it. Um, but yeah, very lackluster performance between these two. Um, and I was just, I just delved into because I haven't re- really received much notes here from either. Um, and I'm just having a look at the teams. Boys, which player do you reckon on Papa's whole roster was his top scorer for the week? He's got some pretty good stars on that team. Well, I know Brady was off, so it was a life. It was a little snapshot into life without Brady for the Ooh. Punishers. And, uh, I see it was an 88 in the end, and uh, that makes me smile. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kelsey's normally his layout. Kelsey, yeah. He's struggled. He as was close. Eight. He had a 17.8. Barkley's out. Brady out. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, yeah. Cooper Cup. Oh, yeah, actually, he's got Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Yeah. Naheem Hines. Oh, yeah. 18.8. Oh, yeah. Did but well that, start him. They fed him in there, yeah. But this is... What's going on with Papa's team? He's got Brady out, but he's he's got the injuries there. But, like, 
Jonu Smith, Ken- Kenneth Gainwell, Kadarius Tony, Zach Pascal, and Naheem Hines got a gig. So no wonder he's got an ADA. That's that's very dingerish, don't you think? Mm. Yeah, I think. Oh, look, it's tough with all those injuries, isn't it? it AJ is. Green is coming back from COVID, wasn't he, or something like that? He's had an okay year so far. Shepard sure. injured again. He'll be uh, Hilton again. I'm. Let's let's not be kidding. I'm just trying to get him out of his Zen phase. But um, but Timos also had a pretty disappointing week. Um, yeah, not many huge scores there. The quarterbacks again failed. But speaking of the quarterbacks, we need to talk about Jordan Love. What did you think of his performance in his probably one and only uh, for this season? Did not watch a second of it. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't see a heap of it. I heard he was uh, looked a bit overwhelmed by everything and um, probably didn't pick up the defensive coverages that well. Yeah, um, it, w- it wasn't pretty. I-, I saw the start, the first half, um, and that's when he struggled the most. I think he got in the groove a bit later, as you would as a young young fella in the league but uh yeah not not very accurate i don't remember what the draft process said about him um i know he's got arm talent but it was very inaccurate and you saw the frustration on Devontae adams face because he's just used to that perfect ball on the back shoulder but it was uh was a little lackluster for the does that make makes you wonder if Devontae adams is looking at a team away from the Packers next year and there's talk of him going yeah. to Las Vegas and a few others, then mm. he might want to be a bit careful in his selection if he doesn't like having pinpoint accurate throws. Yeah, well, it also gives... I reckon it gives Aaron Rodgers a, a oh, shitload of leverage going. He must going, fucking love it. Well, you want to get rid of me or do you want to um, want deal to with this with bloke that. for the next five years? Um, you drafted him in the first round and traded up to get him. So Absolutely. Um, yeah, look, I think there's still a chance that Rodgers can stick around, but... Um, a few shifts might have to happen in that organisation for that to happen. Swing him over to the uh, the Broncos there would be very nice. It was nice to see uh, McCaffrey get through unscathed and yep. see if he can put a few games together. Um, so yeah, I'm sure the I'm sure Tim Team eighty four will bounce back. <laughs> but here's some comments from Papa. There is nothing to talk about with the Punisher's performance last week. I can't wait to have a healthy team. So we touched turns, on that. Turns out there was. And uh, he just he just loves to ride this narrative. I think uh, with the DJ Moore um, notes here has put together five really solid wide receiver one weeks in a row now. People should start taking this breakout serious. So he's just throwing a bit of shade on that trade again. He loves it. Doesn't think that Scoot got compensated um, well enough for the two stars going out, but. Um, well, he may have after the news this week. That's right. I was about to say. Uh, mm. Maybe we'll 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 wait for your preview on that one, and we'll delve into the delve. We'll delve into <laughs> it. Very good. Um, no comments from Timos here, as per usual. Um, so we will kick on with Benny. You've got the grouse and the prestige worldwide. I do. I know Tim didn't give us uh, any comments, but I will just comment on one thing for his team, and that was Zach Moss had an injury and is questionable. He's running Concussion. pretty thin, and I think Kamara is also questionable. So. We might get to that in the previews, but it could be slim pickings for Timos there. But I'll move on to what we had as match of the week last week, and it was the divisional round, uh, the Grouse and the Prestige Worldwide, the number one and two seeded teams in our power rankings. And the Grouse, didn't they just flex those wings of theirs, 147 to 97? Ka-ha! <laughs> Is that the sound a Grouse makes? I couldn't even tell you. Um, intimidating. They're so intimidating, those Grouse. Um, yeah, so not much to say in the words of Matt. Projected to score in the Ashtons from when I woke up. 
belted from the start to finish. The grouse is a juggernaut dropping 140s through injuries and bye weeks. Maybe that's because you built some depth. I don't know. Don't think it's as certain as Jake put it last week, but one of the other contenders will need a huge few weeks in the playoffs or some grouse injuries or a combination of both. I think that's a fair point. I think uh, the two massive players you brought in have not set the world on fire since you brought them into the team and you're still putting up you know, 140s plus. So, very nice position to be in. Only the two points from Thais this week. The second one is a Josh Allen update is not required. I will not be listening to the pod this week. So, have at it. Um, and I think Josh Allen had a pretty good game, didn't he? I haven't seen the stats. What? Yeah, he had a great game. He had a sack. He had an interception. He had a forced fumble. <laughs> oh, that was the other Josh Allen uh, against Josh Allen. That's yeah. right. So, tassels. Uh, yeah, it was a big game for the Jaguars, Josh Allen there, but not so much for old Tassels there. So, Keeney, your thoughts here is what a week, old mate Tassels. It's the first dot point for Keeney uh, with the absolute stink bomb is amazingly fitting. Can we get a Joshy update? Wait till he comes up against a half-decent defense. Oh, boy, wowee. I added the wowee there because I thought it was appropriate. Mm, was. <laughs> Last week, Thais compared me to the Patriots, which was apparently a negative. I appreciate you comparing me to one of the sport's most dominant forces. And the Grouse are apparently all in. I have news for the league. JT, Pitts, Mixon, AJ Brown, Godwin, Bateman, Tua, all under the age of 25 years old and plenty of draft picks. The Grouse would like to welcome Mr. Unlimited to the squad this week. Mate, fuck off with your (laughs) bullshit here. What an absolute... I don't normally go down that path, but against uh, oh, the Prestige Worldwide, I thought gosh. I might. That's ridiculous. Um, I can't really argue an awful lot about that. You have got some young players on your list and putting out decent scores. So, Mr. Unlimited with his old, what was it? Hung finger, club finger, mallet finger. <laughs> mallet. Hung finger. Hung finger. Jesus. It looked like it was, it was hanging a, by a thread when he did it. It was an Urban Meyer injury. <laughs> Did I just hear got his hung finger? Got his digit stuck where it shouldn't be. <laughs> On that note. That's the power of love. That's the power of love. Oh, Jesus. Uh, we will move on to the power rankings. I'll just kick it off with the bottom third. Not a lot of movement this week, so Humding is just locked in there at number 12. But, boys... He's knocked off his pedestal. The DFF number oh. 11. Back to where he yeah. belongs at three and six. And that means the Bayside Executioners is just leapfrogged in there. That might be enough for, for Scoot to listen back into the pod that he's knocked uh, the DFF <laughs> off there. Uh, and then the Johnny Unitas haircuts just rounding off that bottom thirdrant at number nine again. Yeah, very, very good. The uh, middle thirdrant we've got, the Gym City Stallions. Impressive last week. Maybe uh, there's probably a little bit of a teardrop from the top seven to the bottom five, but Gym City Stallions certainly heading up the rest there at uh, number eight. He was number eight last week. The San Diego Demons, our current three seed, sitting at number seven. Still not a heap of respect on San Diego Demons' name there. Um and a uh, little little change here. The Pappas punishes. You can't be putting up 88 and expecting to be in the top third run here, Papa. Down to number six uh, at five and four. And Jake, the defending champ, OJ's legal team at number five, rises up from uh, six to five this week. We love a good rise up. I'll just correct. Uh, Scoot is three and six equal there. Um, we've mm. got two ah, and seven. So, sorry. yep. Um, 
won't throw shade on him too much. Uh, but the top four, that's where the uh, we need to focus our attention here at the pointy end of the year. We've got the straight cash homies sitting tight at number four there. Six and three. Um, it's very close. We're talking about points, but mm. it's uh, very, very tight at the top here with this division. And number three, uh, the prestige worldwide has slipped down, and I've got a very conniving smiling host sitting over here because he loves getting up to number two here uh the park city lions jump up there and then we've still got the very smug look at him he's sitting on top at nine and oh those flames i don't know if anyone spotted the new sleeper update but those flames are burning strong for kenny at the oh, moment boy, my goodness i'll have to update tonight that nine win streak uh that rounds it out boys Oh, I said it with all due respect. That, no, that doesn't mean you get to say whatever you want to say to me. It sure, sure as heck does. No, no, it doesn't it's mean in that. the Geneva Convention. Look it up. And the Week 10 previews brought to us by Greg City Stallion's text line, text first, finish last. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Ben. Uh, I think it's very fitting, actually, that we preview uh, Jim's game first after... <laughs> Very active with uh, the Greg City Stallions well, text yeah, line. Yeah, Greg's going. <laughs> well, I wonder if he's contacted Jim since. Well, if he has, there's uh, every chance he'd get a pretty lengthy conversation off the back of it, which is staggering. I with reckon. D- dialogue Hanson. I reckon Greg, <laughs> Greg likes a bit of length just from the uh, back and forth of that time. What, what are you hinting at there? What's the Stallions packing? <laughs> oh, I don't old, know. old horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, let's uh, let's preview this one. It's the three and six stallions up against the zero and nine dingers. Now we know there's a bit riding on this one with the eliminator pools. That's so a good pun there. Giddy up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even mean it, but there you go. Uh, yeah, look, the league thinks it's a sixty-four percent here for the stallions, whereas uh, Greg and his sneaky digits are more uh, in favour of Jim, which isn't really surprising based on their back and forth we saw the other week. I wonder how Greg got Jim's digits in the first place. <laughs> Maybe he went to Urban Myers Magic School. Yeah, he could have. Who knows? But um, this will be a uh, an interesting matchup. I think, Hod, you were quietly confident about... I think you've been quietly confident the last three weeks, well, in fact. look, the percentages don't usually work in my favour, but what I will say is 66.66% of the eliminator tips were on the dingers so i'm a chance well <laughs> it's some it's some good maths actually it's pretty good uh first point here from jimmer the sunny weaver junior division is alive and well because one of us shit <laughs> is making the playoffs yeah no it's a very good point one of uh one of the sunny weaver juniors will not only make the playoffs they'll be the three seed and we'll get to it in a sec but there's a there's an outside chance you could have two representatives uh, in the playoffs we'll, never, we'll Ooh, soon uh, what, see what happens there what a tease uh, big tease a um, oh, oh, chance and sneaky devil this is this is his um, this is Jim's MVP of the year and he loves bringing him up he's riding off the back of uh, of the great cordial train and uh, look he says nothing stopping the Coddy's cordial train toot toot another favourable matchup this week <laughs> for the fantasy machine that is cordial Patterson so um, very very nice year and uh, it's he's like, been a revelation like it's unbelievable it's actually ridiculous but um, he's been a revelation um, he fully expects Aaron Rodgers to play of course the whole COVID situation is ongoing but uh, if he doesn't he thinks he might be in a bit of strife but um, obviously, with Justin Fields on by this week, but I'm sure he'll be able to find something to slip into his super flex. Um, Hod, plenty of uh, similar head-to-heads here. Same team between the Dingers and the Stallions. We've got Scott v. Hertz. We've got Davis v. Cordial. 
Jeez, Mike Davis has been disappointing. Yep. Agnew, Agnew versus Marvin Jones, that is <laughs> that is not worth bringing up. Yes, Judy, Judy versus Melvin Gordon is fair enough. Diggs v Emmanuel Sanders, also fair enough. And also Jim rolling out a couple of ex-compatriots from Dingerland in the Hig Beast and Kenyon Fake. Ooh, oh. I see what you did there. A little well, bit of shade you, on Kenyon. What did I do? You changed the first letter to an F. And his original love boy, love child, Rojo. Will he get a late-minute call-up to the Stallions roster? We'll soon find out. Um, look, he didn't... And I like this. Actually, I do like your third point here, Hod. He said, I didn't have a third point to make up, so I uh, took a leaf out of Jim's book and just did one anyway. <laughs> Wentz, quietly QB10 on the season. You did allude to that earlier on in the podcast. Very happy with uh, old Ed Sheeran. He's, uh, he's going all right. He makes some bonehead plays, but that's what you do when you're a gunslinger. He's been uh, quietly throwing out some good numbers and hopefully the Colts are building and uh, he can continue the good form, bro. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, up the dingers. Up the dingers. I'll move on to the Bo Callahan division now and that is going to see OJ's legal team sitting at five and four, taking on the Bayside Executioners at three and six. We'll correct that one too. Uh, The league sees this pretty one-sided. Bayside Executioners, 9%. OJ's legal team, 91%. Uh, and Sleeper, let's be honest, sees it pretty similarly. It's giving Bayside 16%, OJ's 84%. Uh, Jake's thoughts here is first decent projected score for a while. He, He's a man. I mean, we talk about the projections like, you know, don't read into them too much. Jake loves to read into these mm. projections. He absolutely froths for them. Um, hopefully, we can live up to that and get back in the winner's circle. He's also got here, tells Scott. I've got to get the uh, button ready for this one. Sorry, guys. Give me one sec here. All right. Now, uh, I'll read this one out. It's not going to be much of a surprise anymore. Tell Scoot he's a c- for not listening to the pod. <laughs> Hear that one, Scoot? Uh, and the last one is, it's no coincidence that Cook forced a deal away from the executioners the week before facing the legal team. Too many lawyers in his life already. Uh yeah, Keeney, you going to add any more to that since you were the one who got involved? Uh, no, 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 I won't. I'll leave it as is. But I will mention, the uh, we talked about the old Fry Muth. He's in the lineup currently for Jakey Boy. So I think he's happy with A, the depth, and B, the injury status of a lot of his players. So therefore, has pointed out, he has quite a nice projection in the 150 range. So, um, you know, I think the defending champ is just saying, hey, uh, Shannon Noel, please. <laughs> Bit of a lift. I might have to get that on the soundboard. Uh, I'll go on to Scoot's thoughts right now. Some of his best. That's, that's about as much as he's provided us for this week. Well, you, sa- you said earlier that he's been the first to submit the notes all year and he claims to not have listened to one episode. Can we see a backflip here? No notes and now he's an avid listener. Maybe that's what he's doing. Possibly. Uh, I'll have a quick look through, a squizzy tailor through his team here. Starting Trevor Simeon uh, in his flex spot there, who put out a pretty decent score um, last week, but not an awful lot to go through. 123 projected is pretty decent for his team this year. He's um, The only other thing is just um, James Connor. Big boost here for James Connor. Um, he's basically, he's always kind of the RB1 in that team, but now right. with, with Edmonds out, um, certainly gets a, a large percentage. I think if you look through his snap percentage, he's kind of around the 50%, 40% range. Last week, Edmonds goes out 77%. 
21 yeah. carries, season high, season high yards. Obviously scored Two three touch, three touchdowns. The receiving oh, as reception, well. Yeah. 77 yards receiving. Had a monster game. Put up, you know, 37.8. He's running back 12 on the year now. So, um, who knows? Like if Scoot will need to win this week to give himself any remote chance. Um, but if he does, maybe James Conner's the reason. Uh, we don't want Scoot winning anything at the Dingerland, so we'll uh, move on on that note. We've got the Prestige Worldwide at 6-3, and three, taking on Pappas Punishers at 5-4. and four. This is Big game. Huge, a huge large. game. Huge game here, but the league doesn't think so. They have the Prestige Worldwide at 100%, and our sleeper percentage is brought to you by Greg and that delicious text line, text first and finish last. Very important to finish last. And the percentages are 77 to the Prestige, thanks to Greg, and the Punishers get 23. So, a bit of a lopsided affair here. Uh, only one game between them in the records, but we'll hear from the favourite here. Uh, Maddie's gone. I compared my rivalry last week with Keeney like the Pats Giants in 2007. What were your thoughts on that uh, comparison, by the way, Ben? Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know Keeney found value in that one. Um, still on track, he thinks, that comparison. And my rivalry with Papa, not so much. I compare it more to the recent Packers and Cowboys rivalry, with me being the Packers, obviously. Just like Aaron, he's undefeated at Jerry World, just like Mason Crossbar, kicked two intergalactic field goals to send the one-and-done Cowboys home in the playoffs. Just like Des, capital letters dropped it. I will win this week, next time and every time we play. I look forward to the pod next week and listening to Hod in his best Stephen A. Smith voice. How about them punishers? Wow. There's a lot of capital letters in here. I'm happy with that response from Thais, though. That's that's more what we want, isn't it? That's That's, outstanding. Yeah, no, he loves loves a bit of history. He brings up history a lot. Yeah. He's just... Poking the buttons of Papa there and trying to get old Zen Papa to oh, crack, isn't he? I absolutely love the, it. The, the Des Bryant drop, which is just a heartbreaking moment for a Cowboys fan. I reckon we've actually got evidence that he has uh, he has started to crack a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we'll get to that. In a second. Absolutely. And last point from uh, Thais. If you boys can let me know what minute mark our preview starts on the pod, I'll skip to it. Cheers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bit of hubris there, isn't it? It's coming back. Um, On the back of a stiff loss to uh well, That's Kenny. the whole point. He doesn't want to mm. listen to anything to do with that. Now, we'll have a listen to Zen Boy. Um, my blue boys have their bye, and we are depleted for back-to-back weeks. Wow, that's a very Jim uh, statement there. Very negative to start. Um, the Vontae Mack division is the best in league history. Here we go with this theme. The, they're getting after the divisions. Uh, and the last one here, my sole focus this week will be on the Eliminator comp and the NFL punting league selections. Well, I know he's gone and he said that he's going to focus his attention on other things, but boys, I can reveal that uh, we happen to have some mics inside the the locker rooms of the Punishers organisation oh, this week. And for a bloke who's trying to act zen, he's, uh, he's given his boys a rev up this week. He might be talking about, you know, what we're out this week. We've got the buys, all we've got the injuries. He's not lying down on this one. I'll, I'll, I'll play you a sound grab of this is how he's been trying to rev his boys up this week. But, um, boys, we've got to be fucking better. Fucking, and it starts from the top, really. So, fucking, I've got to be better. You've got to be better. We've all got to be better. And um, let's have some po- positive energy. Thais, you've got the Friday 
Yeah, so uh, he's, <laughs> he's he's even talking about his opposition in Thais there. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, no, he's he's really trying to fucking rev them up there. So is that, that is that all the content that the great well, insights captured? Great insight for the listeners. You know what? He he started strong in his speech to his boys, and then um, you know they they were really they were getting up and about, and they were right behind him, and he he finished. Probably not as strong as he started. He finished like this. We're going, mate. Hit some, hit some winners, and uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's get this off to a yeah. Let, 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 let's win it. Come on, boys. <laughs> we can do this. Over and out. <laughs> and he's referenced oh, the pod. Is, oh. Yeah, look. Did do you think do you think he's had a look at his lineup and just the the four seconds of pause was just. Jeez, look at everyone on by. You know what I reckon it was? I reckon he, he was pumping his team up and then he actually saw that the Giants were uh, on by and that was the pause well, there because there was a long pause. Well, speaking of, and Hod, you sounded surprised that he, he had a, a low projection. We have to remember back to the start of the year when Jake the Snake picked Week 10 for a reason for the double bonus top scorer and uh, he went through uh, Papa's team with a fine-tooth comb and went, you know what, he's not scoring much at all that week, so... Double points uh, or mm. double cash this week for week 10. Well, so Backfired on him last time, true, so true. it could backfire on him again. But uh, After Papa, hearing Papa there, he, he struggled a bit. I think he needs to give uh, Greg a little text. <laughs> I think I think that might get him up and about it. It seemed to for Jim. Um, some solid dialogue. Maybe, maybe flip him a text, Papa, you'll get up and about. <laughs> Very true. We'll move on to uh, the San Diego Demons sitting at 5-4, and four, taking on the DDF 2-7. and seven. Uh, the league sees this one 60, 64% to the Demons, 36 to the DFF. And old uh, Greg City Stallions uh, text line seeing that at 62% to the Demons there. So pretty one side, very similar projections there. But uh, Camo's thoughts here is, uh, and he's been quite lovey-dovey. Let's see if he actually gets stuck into an opponent this week. I've had this matchup marked down in the calendar for a long time. The Demons of the past have had a poor record. Uh, against my, many organisations. Sorry, I thought he said my. Uh, but we all know 2021 is different. Bring it on. And then he's going with a bit of a Jake one here. Dear fantasy gods, please look after me this week. I need you now more than ever. I think that might be a stretch there, Camo. I don't think you need to be praying to the gods against the DDF. And uh, he's got here spewing that Lamar Darnold is out this week. I was expecting a score in the negatives <laughs> from him. <laughs> Love that little drive-by at the end there. Uh, and if it's good, if for anyone who's not aware, old Sammy Darnold has just uh, confirmed injury to his shoulder. Is it a scapula fracture or something of that nature, Hod, our yeah, resident doctor? Darnold's injury. No idea. No, yeah, I think it's his shoulder. That's why we took you off the old injury report. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. I thought, yeah, no, I'll get you back. Shit, to I did like, um, <laughs> I did like the the tweet you put out, Keeney, which was Ian Rappaport saying it's it's an incomplete fracture for Sam Darnold, and someone commented, "The man can't even complete a fracture." <laughs> Twitter's the best. I think that was Papa. I'll give him credit. Oh, but, it was Papa, uh, sorry. I did, I did say that in life. Oh, that was yeah, it was Papa actually. That was very very good. Um. Steph's thoughts this week. Wow, this is the definition of a cakewalk. Camo doesn't have what it takes to beat me. Simple. Two QBs versus one, and I'll still win. 
And then his final point is, and back by popular demand, Duke Johnson watch with a couple of rocket emojis. Gilbert Arenas used to be called Agent Zero. That's what we call Duke Johnson down at the factory. Uh, Another couple of rocket emojis to finish up there. It's very, very sharp from the DFF. Um, Have we got a logo update? No, no rockets on the logo yet. There's some logos there on the form. Might um, yeah, the logo's there. We might get a rocket on his logo and maybe a taxi because he loves to use the squad. It's true. There you go. I did um, I did just get an update on the Darnold injury. It's actually a soft tissue injury. It's a sore heart because uh, Cam's back and he's <laughs> lost his job forever. I thought it was a left flap injury, but uh, let's move. Let's move. Talk me through that. No, let's let's not. not. <laughs> Nearly opened one of your emails up there, Hod. But uh, let's go through the next game. We've got uh, Benjamin up against Manny here, and thanks again to Greg City Stallions text line. Text first, finish last. Uh, of course, the, the Park City Lions sitting at six and three. The Johnny United sitting at four and five. Obviously, a divisional matchup, so a lot of importance in this one. This one's got me a bit baffled, though. The league poll has, has given Benjamin 100% of votes here. Every single league member thinks uh, Ben should win, and I think that's fair enough in terms of I think Ben should win, but 100% is interesting. The sleeper actually thinks it's it's going to be pretty tight. Now, I know the TNF has completed, and uh, off the back of that, it's Park City Lions with a 54% chance, so pretty 50-50 in this one, but uh, we'll see how this one plays out. A few notes from your good self, Ben. Another big divisional game here. Whilst we all know Manny's openly tanking, he's actually catching some nice breaks with his RB2s at the moment. You're spot on. He's had some nice uh, weekly fills with Booker and Freeman and those kind of guys. Um Freeman had a pretty good matchup actually tonight, and um, he only scored seven point three. So, you know that was that was probably an okay result for you in the end. Um, but Mark Andrews, he's going beautifully. Mm. He was obviously involved in that trade and, uh, for Jamar Chase, but he's he's going well. Tight end two on the year had another touchdown today. He was a little junky, but let's say uh, they all count, don't they? Yep. Six catches, eighty three yards, a little tutty. He actually managed to outscore your starting QB Ben in Lamar. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it could be a bit closer than what the league thinks here, particularly with the news about your chub. Now, you only had your chub for one week, but uh, it may be down and out this week with yeah. a bit of illness. Mm. So we'll see what happens with the Short-lived. the the COVID protocol this week. Um, There's talk he could come out of it, but I don't know. Well, he's vaccinated, which helps, right? So he just needs to test negative twice in... what's You'd know the rules. What's the go? I just heard that the chub's coming out. Is that what you said? The chub is hopefully making an appearance, and uh, He's been pulled no, out. I actually don't know anymore. They've they've changed it, it changes again every week, um, hmm. depending on what the tier of contact is. But yeah, and uh, you know, obviously Ben mentioning also the Mike White getting the start over Zach Wilson this week, uh, but it might be his last chance to actually start two QBs with Russell Wilson back in Seattle. Um, Manny, interesting, uh, interesting points here from Manny. It is actually key here for the haircuts to ensure that the Park City Lions and the OJ's legal team make playoffs. He's basically tanking it. He wants... I think he owns both your first-round picks. Would that be correct? Could do. I'll have to check that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that makes he sense. He owns a but, lot, um, so... He... Um, I, I'm not sure. And maybe that's what the league's on about. Maybe the league have, have cottoned on to the fact that uh, he's actually wanting to lose a bit more than he's wanting to win. But um, if Ben added a little sweetener, I might consider trading 
him Mike White for Paddy Mahomes so he can upgrade <laughs> to the new improved model. Uh, it, it's a decent talking point though. Paddy Mahomes has had a frustrating year, Ben. Um, there's a couple of times that uh, you've needed to rely on him to, to get a win and his last three weeks in particular, we touched on it last week on the pod, but um, he's been frustrating. Hopefully, for your sake, he can get back on track. Um, last point from Manny here. Thanks to Gino and Booker for all your work over the recent weeks. You boys can hit the showers now. <laughs> so um, You're right. It's basically touching on the fact that he's got some nice production off the waiver wire this year, um, particularly those two guys in Gino Smith and, um, and Booker, just to fill in where he was a bit thin in those uh, running back QB situations. But... It might be difficult. I think he's, you know, number nine in the power rankings. I think with with a lot of his injuries and selling off a few of his better players, it's probably about as good as it's going to get for Manny this year. Well, you know what? I uh, Let's put some stakes on this game. It's been a while since I've had a haircut, and that would sicken the uh, Johnny United's haircuts. It's, you know, we've had a bit of a COVID year. We came out of lockdown. I thought, you know what, stuff it. Let's just see where these bangs take me. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I was going to ride them out into the summer holidays and just see what these luscious locks might look like. But I'm going to put the hair on the line in this one, boys. Huge. If the haircuts get up, I will get the uh, the Johnny United short back and sides. I won't oh, go the full the Johnny, buzz cut. but I'll get some short sides going on for uh, for those United lovers out there. So can, there you go, Manny. Well, plenty to play can, for. Can we actually raise the bar there? Can Manny decide what haircut you get? <laughs> no, oh, no I'll, chance in hell. I was going to ask if Manny can actually deliver on the haircut and do it himself. I still have to be, uh, I still have to look presentable at work, boy, so I'm not letting him have that say. But I'll put, I'll put the hair on the line because I wasn't going to get a cut it. this year. But uh, if the haircuts beat me, I will get the haircut. And I'm back to the star-studded slot in the pod, the game of the week. The boys know what's good, and I'm going to deliver this one because it's got another one of the hosts. It all, I, I feel like you feature in this pretty much on the weekly. I suppose that's what you get when you're undefeated, the big dog. I think our division will feature on the, on the reg in this spot for the next three or four weeks, I reckon. Yeah, that's true. Could even be the next three or four years, but we'll see how we go. The, uh, the league poll here... You wouldn't know that it's two of the top echelon teams in the top third because the Grouse have a 91% to 9% split. The league sees this as an absolute shoo-in. I'm not sure Timos is uh, agreeing with that. And do we know if Timos was his only vote? He was. There you go. And uh, Greg, uh, Greg's text line, text first, finish last, has it a bit tighter Mm. Um, we could confirm that with Jim if, if, if that's the case. But uh, 69% for the grouse versus 31. So we can sum this up, boys, with we, we talked about the little app. There's a little fire flame emoji, whatever you want to call it, on the app now for a three-game win streak. Keeney's got three of the bastards next to his name. And uh, we'll, we'll title this, Whose Flames Will Be Doused This Week? And Keeney's thoughts here. A lot of players in this one with questionable status for this week. Oh, a bit of a negative start. Godwin and Dalvin Cook for Keeney. For <laughs> third person. Kyler Murray, Chase Claypool, and Alvin Kamara for Timos. Likely to go a long way in determining this one. Dublé Block A with Tannehill and AJ versus AJ Brown and Russ Wilson versus DK Metcalf. Is Russ back? He is. Oh, that's you knew a, that. No, I didn't. I've been out of sync this week. Um, mm-hmm. The Dearness train 
could be leaving the station once again this week. Huge news with Chubb potentially out. Yeah, it's a sore spot over there. It's a sore chub on the corner couch there. And last time the old Dearness uh, got the starting gig, he went nuts. So he, he I, really I don't, he's not in his starting lineup right now. But you also touched on Zach Moss, who I failed to put in that report. But he's another one who's questionable. He had a concussion last week, so he's every chance to miss as well. And Dearness could slot straight back in. Well, I mean, Rashad Bateman's it's given you a solid start. Yeah, n- n- nice little eleven. Yeah. Um, who had our punters club today? Thais. Yep. Nice easy one. Could have got Bateman over 34 yards. Is that what you were saying off air? Yeah, I think so. What did he go for? 80. No, what did, what did Thais actually put as the leg? Got no idea. Gaskin over four receptions. What did he have? Uh, not four. <laughs> Zero? Can, can no, he had one. I saw one. one. Yeah. Uh, it was a highlight. Um, anyway, uh, three donkeys for the week for Thais. That's a... Anyway, we're getting off track here, but I thought yeah. I'd throw it in there. Hey, Tim, for game of the week, he's he's actually, he hasn't just breezed by this one. He's put some thought in. He's given some notes for this game because he knew it was coming up. It was going to be a big game. So Yeah, that's true. Give us, um, give us his Well, thoughts. you've now built it up, so stay with me here. Um, his only note is good week to knock off Big Red. <laughs> so uh, good as always, Tim Oss. He's, uh, he's a man of much content. And uh, I, this, one's, this one's a huge game. More so... I think you're pretty set, aren't you? More so for Timos here. Um, this is going to come uh, down to the wire with the points and the records between this division. This would be a huge scalp for the straight cash homies to knock off the undefeated grouse. And I reckon that's probably the key point, is if I, I've got a feeling Kamara will miss, I've got a feeling Kyler Murray might miss. Um, so at this point, Timos is probably, yes, he needs wins to, to try and boost up um, in the division, but points are just as critical. So... If some of his three or four of his superstar players are out and he doesn't have a heap in behind to cover him off, it's really a dent for his um for his playoffs with his points four. So that's probably one to watch. Definitely. Well, we shouldn't really reward Tim because I know he loves this drop, but uh, I think we have to get divisional. Divisional, divisional, divisional. Let's get divisional. Let's talk division stuff. Oh, gets me every time. <laughs> it's never not good. I reckon you can play that before every segment. That's fine by <laughs> me. And Scoot, who listens to the pod, yeah, loves it. Uh, well, we got we got to get divisional. Uh, I was just going to start off by just starting with what the current playoff picture would be if the season was to end now and we were going into playoffs. So that would be obviously the grouse sitting with the number one seed. The Park City Lions would be sitting there with the number two seed. The San Diego Demons leading their division would be the number three seed. Uh, The fourth seed, which is the next best record, would be the Prestige Worldwide because there is a tie and obviously points for the tie break. Fifth seed would be the Straight Cash Homies, which is best points four of the remaining. And then holding on at the sixth seed would be the Pappas Punishers. So as it stands right now, the entire Vontae Mack division sitting in the playoffs. Keeney, I know you've been looking into this one. Give us some thoughts. Well, I have. Um, my first thought is actually I don't think the league realises how close old Jim City Stallions is. Um, now, you may look at it and go, well, he's 100 points behind the sixth seed at the moment. Look, there's five weeks to go. He just put up 130. Papa put up 90. So there's 40. Um, those kind of deficits can be... 
um, eaten into pretty mm. quickly, I reckon. So we spoke about Papa having a lot on buy and injuries. Yep. So and after less likely for him to put up a big score. And obviously, um, so the next in line is at the moment is OJ's legal team, who sits currently about seventy points off. Sixty seven points off, I think. Yeah, sixty seven off. Uh, so he's the one chasing, but Jim not too far behind, one hundred and two points behind. So um, I would think that out of the kind of wild card contenders for that. Five, six seed. Those two in particular are right in the mix still. Absolutely. And Hod, you know, you could run the table in your division and make playoffs at this rate with well, the way that your division Actually, it's, it's funny you say that, though, because with respect to your good self, Hod, and, and maybe with respect to the DFF, um, there's some juicy matchups for Jim to um, actually try and catch Camo. He's only two games behind, and as I yeah. mentioned earlier, he's basically the same points for. So if he can, if he can knock Camo off... And then win his other three matchups. He's every chance to win the division. Well, if both and be keep, the three seed. If both keep scoring well, uh, they're both a chance to make playoffs. Correct. For a, a Pui division, the fact that two teams from that division could make the playoffs is is pretty. And Camo's crystal balls. He has been all over this for well, three or four weeks. SWJ. All, all I know is Jim has no better motivation than getting Greg on to sponsor the show. So that will get him up and about. And if there is a week to start this little run for him, I think it's this one. All right, we're going to have to wrap it up there on the back of me planning to be done by 6.30 for Din Din's and it's 7 o'clock right now as we start to wrap up. So, No wonder your chub's been out. Yeah, I did message uh, the missus who jokingly said, for every minute you're late, I will chop off one testicle. And that was 6.30. So (laughs) I am down to minus 30 testicles right now. Lucky you've got 100 of them. She did just send a gif of a knife chopping a cucumber in half, so oh the, the chub is a bit scared at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I think he's definitely going to be out this week. Um, maybe just send her Greg's information <laughs> just to calm her down. Who knows? But, um, you know, week 10, here we go. We're getting pretty close, boys, to playoffs. And uh, a reminder, double cash here for the highest scorer in week 10. So set your best lineups that you possibly can hold. And uh, you never know, you too may... Uh, Reap the rewards. <laughs> don't, don't you dare stare at me with no words ever again. Um, no, it's, it's the this season is at its oh, point the end. It. What are you talking about? Oh, you just had nothing that you did. Yeah, you bet, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that I'm looking Papa's forward forever. to this. I'm looking forward to this uh, finish. These divisions are every division has a chance here, and uh, the eliminated picks as well. This is a big matchup for Jim and I. It's going to decide a lot. And uh, I'm very excited about the Cam news. Uh, you get Cam in, you get Robbie out. I just think that's a real big camaraderie, character-building exercise for the Dingers. So no Robbie, no worries. Podcast over and out. Can we get Papa's?